money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Championship weekend in the NFL this weekend, AFC-NFC games on Sunday. To help us break it down for this weekend, Chris Van Dyne is our professional handicapper at ncsports.com. Chris, thanks for joining us again, and how are you? Great. Uh, kind of sad the football season's almost over. Uh, I'm going to have to find something else to do with my time. Uh, <laughs> that, 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 that probably is not uh, accurate. I actually have plenty to do with my time with basketball season going on, and uh, winding down our, our wrestling season and keep keeping my uh, my attention with, with the kids. But, uh, yeah, so it's going to be uh, fun to see these last couple weeks of the NFL and transition into other things. Season really did fly by when you think about it. And, Chris, I was also reading this online the other day that these championship games, these two games on Sunday, the closest handicap games in 30 years, is that right? Uh, I did see that. I, I You know, I, I – haven't been gambling for the last 30 years, but uh, <laughs> close. Uh, and I'll tell you what, uh, yeah, the, the, these are a couple of very interesting games, and it does seem like we've got the four best teams, you know, especially after the, what the Bengals did to Buffalo right. and Buffalo last week. So, you know, we got four really good teams, and they're playing really well. And uh, you got four quarterbacks that are playing at a high level. You, right. you weeded out a lot of the uh, the bad and the – suspects so and now we've got uh, what's left kenny and i have been talking about the chiefs and the Bengals matchup for the last two or three days and patrick mahomes injury or not injury we don't know uh they came out today said he's going to start the game but the line is all over the place can you tell us where that line opened didn't it shift both ways and now who's favored uh well right now i can tell you uh yeah, I believe it's one and a half. I just had it up here a second ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City. Yeah, you got to wonder what's going on with the injuries. I, I pull these lines up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think he's hurt, but I also think that he uh, is undoubtedly going to give it a shot and and play through this because he has to. You know, it's it's too big of a game not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see that it opened up at around one, and it's now one and a half in favor of Kansas City. So not a lot of big line movement there from what I'm seeing, but you you do have to pay attention to that. And the mobility you have to wonder. I. I'd be shocked if he doesn't play this game. I, 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 he, he's, he came back in last week. He finished it. It's a bad injury, and it, it is going to limit his mobility, but he seemed to get through it fine, and you know he, he's a, a veteran quarterback, and a veteran is going to adjust the way he plays, and I, I do think that he's capable of doing that. That being said, it does give the Bengals a significant advantage as far as being able to tee off, especially if they force the Chiefs into third and longs. I think that's going to be really key is to get them into those passing situations where, you know, Mahomes would usually be able to move around in the pocket and let some things open up downfield. Now he's going to probably have to get rid of the ball a little quicker because he can't rely on his legs to get out of those situations. Well, Andy Reid said he is going to start, but starting and finishing, right? 
Chris, that, that's a, a big difference. And can he last all four quarters with that high ankle sprain? And uh, I, I know this just from talking to professional athletes. If they know there's a weakness, they're not going to you know do anything illegal, or maybe they will go back to the Saints when they won the, the championship, right? Whatever it takes to win. You know, you, you're in a pile with that leg. Uh, you turn it a little extra, don't you, to try and give yourself an edge? I, you know what? I I just think you, you, you play the game and – you lay it out there, and you don't have sympathy for someone who's playing hurt. Yep. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily know that you go trying to hurt them on purpose, but you do attack. You, you do attack a weakness. Um, and in, in a situation like this, yeah, you get after a quarterback that's that's gimpy. Um, you know, I, I remember. You know, the, the funny story when I was uh, a senior in high school, I was wrestling with a torn ACL. And I used to have coaches all the time yell, attack the knee brace, attack the knee brace. Sweep the leg? Sweep the leg like uh, in Cobra Kai. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. Little did they know that actually was a bad idea. They attacked the good leg and make me post on my bad leg. That was where I got in trouble. That's that's where it really put me in a bind. But, um, yes, I'm – I'm sure that, you know, NFL coach, that, that was high school wrestling. That NFL coaches, I'm sure, will have the exact same attitude. You know, they might be a little quieter about it, especially these days. But, yeah, you're going you're gonna to go after a weakness. And they're gonna, those defensive ends are going to smell blood. And Mahomes is going to have to get, the ball, get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, Chris, any other, the 3 o'clock kickoff with the Chiefs and the Bengals, are there any other intangibles that you can let us in on? We don't see that many other real big injuries. Maybe weather comes into play. You hearing anything like that? Uh, nothing that I think is impactful. Okay. I, I do know the Bengals had some uh, issues on the offensive line last week, and those guys are still going to be out. But it didn't matter last week. No. And I, I think the uh, – you know, the, the weather played a factor last week a little bit, and they, they didn't have a great offensive output. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they didn't have a great passing output last week, 240 passing yards. But weather was a big deal when the, and that. They ran the ball really well in the, in the weather. So um, even if there is weather, I, I, I think both teams are capable of playing in it. And, yeah, I, I think the Bengals are playing well right now, and they're coming off that big win. and. It, do you get? We see it all the time in sports, and this might be a situation that's similar where a team got momentum uh, at the beginning of the playoffs, winning a big game, and they're they're just on a roll covering. You know that they've they've covered what I think uh, like nine of their last ten, I believe, or something like that. Uh, so so yeah, you're you're gonna want to keep that momentum going and the Bengals are playing like that. They, they got the playoff win against Baltimore. They, they go to Buffalo and they win. So the Bengals are playing really well. Yeah. I, I think that they're, they're the play here and playing against a gimpy quarterback is another thing. So uh really like Cincinnati here to cover the points. Uh, well, it's only one and a half. So I'd, I'd probably just money line it and save myself the grief in case of a one point win. Talking with our outstanding professional handicapper, ncsports.com, Chris Van Dyne. Follow him on Twitter, at ChrisV160. Chris, before we get to the NFC Championship, uh, I can tell you for the first time ever, officially, last night, I felt what it felt 
to win a parlay, Chris. I used one of the apps legally. I had a four-leg parlay on the Cavaliers, and I hit all four, and I only won 35 bucks, Chris, on a $5 bet, but that's not a, a bad payout. I finally got that feel of what it was like to, to win a bet legally and not have to worry about uh, the IRS or anything like that. Oh, man, there goes his house. It's going to get bad now. It's gonna, you're you're going to be throwing $1,000 10-team parlays. I'm not just kidding. <laughs> now, it is a lot of fun. Uh, congratulations. Good to Thank hear you. That, that you got your lid lifter. And uh, now, hopefully, you win some more. Maybe maybe you play something on the NFL games this weekend. Uh, you know, between uh, the, the, the point spreads, the totals, all the props out there, you know, me and uh, my colleague here, Robbie DePolo, we're just looking at some of the props. And th- there's value all over the place in these NFL games. You just got to know where to look. And the nice thing is with these big games, there's uh, all kinds of player props that you can take advantage of. All right. Do you have one that you can share with our audience? I'll give you one that I took, okay? I put $5 down on a, a two-leg prop two-leg prop parlay. Easy for me to stay, right? Uh, Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown and Jamar Chase to score a touchdown. Not going to pay a ton, but $5 down gets me 1954 back if they both just score a touchdown. Doesn't have to be the first touchdown, whatever. Just get in the end zone, one touchdown each, and then I'm a winner. Is there a, a, a player prop that you have or a parlay that you guys really like that you can share with our listening audience right now? Yeah, I'll throw one out there. Uh, I like Dallas Goddard for the Philadelphia Eagles, tight end, over four and a half receptions. Uh, San Francisco has had trouble covering the tight end this year. They're giving up almost seven catches a game to tight end um, in around uh, about 40 yards a game, not not a high yardage number, but the catches. And if you look at Dallas Goddard, he was injured for a little while, but he was putting up big numbers before that injury. And then he came back from the injury, and it took him a few games to get going. But the last two weeks, he's had five and six catches. I think he goes over that number this week. I think that, uh, you know, not a big prop that I'm going to play, but I will have a little sprinkled in on, on Dallas Goddard. And, uh, yeah, I also like – you mentioned it. I like Jamar Chase to score a touchdown this week. I, I think that uh, for the Bengals to win this game, I think he has to make an impact, and I think that uh, in a big game you're going to throw to your big target, and I think Jamar Chase would be a great value prop for a touchdown. All right, I'll mark down the Dallas Goddard one. Take a look at that uh, as well for the player props. All right, what about the other game, the uh, NFC Championship game? As we look at it, the Eagles right now listed as three-point favorites over the Brock Purdy-led San Francisco 49ers. Give us some thoughts uh, on this one as to how you see uh, this thing possibly shaping up and shaking down. Well, we did talk about the Eagles last week, and uh, we were both on the Giants, if I recall correctly, and wasn't sure about Jalen Hurts and his uh, status and how well he was looking. And then he came out and absolutely throttled the Giants, 38-7. Uh, that was uh, our losing play. We put out two plays last week. We did have a winner on the 49ers uh, in our playoff game of the year. We uh, took a loss on the Giants, uh, which we had a three-star on. So splitting out on our, two, our two-star rated NFL games last week. Rookie quarterbacks in NFL history have gone 0-4 overall and 4-9 uh, uh, with a 4-9 ratio in conference championship games. I don't think this is a great spot for Brock Purdy. It's just a lot of pressure to me. If, if you're going to put me in a situation like this where I've got two teams uh, that are playing really good football, 
but one is led by a rookie quarterback. The other has, you know, now now what is somewhat of a veteran quarterback, Jalen Hurts, uh, is a dual threat, does a lot of different things for them, is now healthy. He's got two fantastic receivers. I, I think that the Eagles are the play here, and I, I think that uh, – the defense is playing well enough to match San Francisco. They're holding teams to 112 yards per game below their average. They're number two in the NFL in that number. Uh, but offensively, they're, they're putting up 59 yards a game more than their opponent's average. San Francisco uh, is not uh, far behind defensively. They're holding teams 36 yards per game below their average. Number four in the NFL. So actually, uh, Philadelphia's been a little bit better statistically against their opponent's average than the uh, – than the 49ers have been. And I think they've got the quarterback edge. Um, so, yeah, I'm, and they've got the home field edge. I'm going to take Philadelphia right now. Uh, you can get that at two and a half. I would get it now just in case it creeps up to three. Um, I'm looking at DraftKings, uh, Caesars, BetMGM, FanDuel, all have it at two and a half. So Damn. definitely, I got it at three, Chris. I'm pissed four. now. You're telling me it's at two and a half. I'm pissed. I had to take it at three yeah. earlier today. I'm looking at this game too, and that's the early game. And the fact of the matter is, going to be 53 degrees and partly sunny, so the weather's not going to be an issue. Another thing that could be an issue, I don't know if they've got a healthy running back at San Francisco. Looks as though Elijah Mitchell's banged up, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel. And you throw in a rookie quarterback. That should spell something good yeah. for the Philadelphia Eagles. So my question has got to be this, Chris. Why isn't that line higher? I think the 49ers defense and just the fact that the 49ers have uh, played so well, keeping games so close all year long. You know, they have won a lot of games in a row. What is it? Uh, 12 games in a row, I believe, now. Um, wow. Yeah, 12, 12 games in a row. That, that they've won. So, you know, the public, yeah, you got to think the public has uh, been on the 49ers uh, probably lately because th- they've been winning. And when a team continuously wins like that, people jump on their bandwagon and they, they don't want to jump off. So, yeah, that's partly why. And, you know, it, again, Brock Purdy has played really well. So you, you can't deny the numbers. You do worry about the health of some of those players, though, and uh, a couple of those guys, like Christian McCaffrey, seem to always be hurt. So, yeah, you know, whether or not being an issue, I I like the Eagles this week, and I I think laying less than a field goal at home, uh, bringing the city of brotherly love back to the Super Bowl, uh, should be a fun game if they get there. Chris, how does the betting public affect the point spread? I mean, now that it's legal in Ohio, everybody's talking about it. But this is a small fraction of what's going on in the country. Can we push the needle here on this point spread? Because now Ohio is wagering a lot more than they did previously when it wasn't legal or you weren't traveling. Well, as far as how does the how does the public affect the point spread? Um, you know, the, the 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 more people are betting on a particular side, the more Vegas is going to have to shift the action to uh, and want to even that action out by moving the line. So if the public is betting a particular side uh, at, at a heavy percentage, then they're going to want action on the other side because their goal always is to get that, that even action where they can capitalize on the juice. They don't want to be leveraged to one side or the other uh, as much as they can avoid it. That That's obviously going to happen sometimes, but uh you know, when when you get that action on one side, they'll they'll move the line, they'll 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 move the juice, uh, trying to get that action to to even out, 
and you know that's where uh, the the betting public can affect things. And when the betting public is on one particular side, that does tend to cause Vegas to have to react because, like I said, they don't want to be leveraged. Um, but the sharps do affect things as well. You'll see it all the time. Um, at this point in these games, there is so much money being bet on them. It's hard to get that kind of action to move those lines. Mm-hmm. You know, the betting public would have to have a huge sway to be able to even move the line a half point uh, because there's so much money being bet on this. It's like when, uh, if you look at how – it's a completely different type of wagering but the Kentucky Derby. Uh, if you look at the odds in the Kentucky Derby, they don't move a lot in the last day uh, or, or in the last hour before the race because there's so much money involved already. Uh, but if you go to Mountaineer Park on a, on a uh, Friday night, uh, you know, uh, two minutes before post, you can have one big bet, change the odds completely. Uh, again, different type of wagering, paramutual versus uh, sports betting, which is, uh, you know, uh, against, the, against the house. I mean, the house versus, uh, versus the betting public. So, it, but it's kind of similar in that regard. You know, when you have a lot of action, it does move the odds. All right, if people want more information for these games this weekend and make better decisions on which way they are going to lean, uh, Chris Van Dyne, tell them where they can find it. Sure, go to ncsports.com. You can also call 1-800-654-3448. We'll be happy to talk to you. We'll be here until 1 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday. So give us a call. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at ChrisV160. Again, that is ncsports.com. We have our Power Sweep and Power Plays newsletters. We got uh, uh, plays for both the NFC and AFC Championship for this weekend.